Welcome to the intersection of Black culture and horticulture with your girl, Cola B. Talking. And guess what, y'all? We black in the garden. You have arrived at the intersection of Black culture and horticulture with your girl, Cola B. Talking, hostess with the mostest of Black in the Garden. Hey, Soil Cousins, it's your girl, Cola B. Talking, the hostess with the mostest of the Black in the Garden podcast. And I am coming to you on this here episode, season five, episode two of Black in the Garden to give you a taste of vulnerability. And this is not something that I usually do, but A, it, this is raw and uncut. We can call it story time. We can call it a PSA, whatever you want to call it. I call it a lesson on the most disappointing thing that I learned in February, 2022. Um, I wish that this was not true. I wish that this was not an observation that I made, but here we are and here it is, it's happening. So the sentiment that has been echoed by my black peers, my creative cohorts and influencers is what I call them uh, because there's a lot of us. There's a lot of us black people young Black people, people of all ages that are content creators. Podcasters are content creators. Anybody who makes something to be consumed by folks who want to learn or be entertained or whatever is content creators. You know, PBS is a content creator. (laughs) HBO, Netflix, all them people, the radio stations content creators all right but just on in on different levels you know but i'm talking specifically about the people who i know as i said my creative cohorts the black ones have most mostly i would say yeah for the most part are unanimous in agreeing to the fact that we just feel used by brands Um, and that's, that's in February. It's just specifically in February and it's weird, but we're going to unpack that. But first, a little story time about George Washington Carver. Why George Washington Carver? Because we can never talk about him enough because there's so much to know, learn, and understand about George Washington Carver. The legacy is rich. There may be a little bit of back ground noise, but just bear with me because like I said, this is raw and uncut for reasons, but mainly because I needed to get this off my chest and this is how I wanted to go in the decision that I made at, I guess you could say the last minute, but you forgive me, right? So George Washington Carver had a relationship with Ford, okay? What is his name? Henry Ford? If I'm not mistaken, literally the creator of the Ford company, the car that you may very well be driving as you're listening to this podcast. I don't really, I've never noticed, maybe I just never paid much attention, but I never really noticed Ford 
particularly in Black History Month, as so many brands do, and I roll my eyes as I say this, as so many brands do latch on to the first Black person that they see that looks like they're doing something positive or productive and be like, hey, you guys, this is someone who I know. Look at the great thing that they're doing. <sighs> Let me get to the story. So Ford offered George Washington Carver a generous salary to work for him because he saw the value of his work, right? George Washington Carver actually turned down the opportunity to work for Henry Ford. Um, but the point is that the offer was made. Now, the story, as I read a little bit more on biography.com, that first fact that I just mentioned, that was from a source that, I'm sorry, I did not specify, but this is all documented, y'all. One part of this experience of receiving information from me or from any source that you get it from, there is always the responsibility to double check and fact check just to make sure that whatever it is that you're receiving is, you know, it's it's been verified. So according to biography.com, that's the source that I'm speaking from with this insight about Henry Ford. I said it right. Yeah. Henry Ford and George Washington Carver. So Ford first sought out Carver's advice in the 1920s. And that began a friendship that lasted until George Washington Carver's death in 1943. Now, Ford was deeply interested in developing alternative energy sources to gasoline. Can you believe that? In the 1920s or 30s or even 40s. But hear me out. I'm getting ahead of myself. So Ford was fascinated by Carver's work with soybeans and peanuts. So Ford and Carver exchanged visits at Tuskegee in Alabama and Ford's Dearborn, Michigan plants. That's the place, not the the biographic the geo what is what are plants they are life forms they're biological i know words um the plant as in the place where people make things so they exchange visits between michigan and alabama at their respective work sites where they work together on a series of initiatives during world war ii the u.s government asked the pair carver and ford to develop a soybean-based alternative to rubber. During an era era of wartime rationing, um, I'll just explain wartime rationing a little bit, which is simply during the time of World War II, and you can ask your grandparents or any elders that you know, rationing was a thing because resources were very limited. And so the government uh, definitely had resources on lock. And I'm doing my best to stay on track because when it comes to the concept of rationing, considering the, the current climate crisis, that could be a thing that could be helpful. Um, but also I get that that may be an unpopular opinion and could be controversial. Um, the concept that before the 50s, before there was even much of a climate crisis to speak of, that there was a gigantic 
automotive company whose founder was deeply interested in developing alternative energy sources to gasoline? That's another conversation for another episode, but it's not lost on me. And I hope that it's not lost on you. It's just mind boggling to me, so I have to emphasize it. But after weeks of experiments in Michigan in July in 1942, Carver and Ford produced a successful replacement using goldenrod. Now, when they said a replacement, they're talking about a replacement to rubber. They're not talking about a replacement to gasoline because, oh man, wouldn't that have been amazing? That would have saved us a lot of trauma, environmental trauma that the earth is currently experiencing. And there's a reason why I'm telling this story and more specifically, as I explain the second part, you'll understand better why. The same year, 1942, inspired by collaborations with George Washington Carver, Henry Ford demonstrated a newly designed car with a lightweight body comprised in part of soybeans. Wow, imagine that. A car made with soybeans? That's that's amazing. Not all the way, but in part. So Ford also, and this is the part what I, that I want you to pay attention to, Ford became a key financial backer of the Tuskegee Institute, underwriting many of Carver's initiatives. Underwriting means <laughs> basically writing them checks. Ford was providing financial and economic uh, resources that, of course, we know he had plenty of to uh, fund George Washington Carver's studies and initiatives. And he even installed an elevator in George Washington Carver's house to help his increasingly infirm friend move around his Alabama home. Um, context clues, the word infirm means, um, you know, sickly and that's not a cute term, but that's what it was. Uh, in case you may not have connected the dots or did the math, 1942 was the year before George Washington Carver's passing. So uh, you could imagine that if he was declining in health the year before, he probably would uh, be, you know, not getting around very well. And how dope is it? Like how much money you got to have <laughs> to be able to be like, yo, no, it's it's all good. I'll put an elevator in your house to help you get around, my friend, because I really, really rock with you. And I appreciate you and all the genius that you are and the way that you add to what I'm doing. And, you know, just being a friend, really. How many of our friends can, <laughs> I wish I had a friend. <laughs> I can afford to put an elevator in my house. I mean, don't get me started. But that is important to tell that story because A, Botanical Black History, hello, Black in the Garden, yes, all of that. But just to, you know, give a little context, a little subtext, one of those words, don't, don't get me started lying. But in order to really give an indication as to what it looks like when you truly do put some intention behind supporting someone 
who a black person, let's be specific because because we're obviously talking about black people, but a brand, a this is someone directly like the founder of a brand, not even a brand, like a company, really, because Ford back in those days, they I don't think that they talked about it like that, but I don't want to get too caught up in in semantics. But truly, um, that example of Henry Ford, not just helping George Washington Carver in all the ways that he did that, of course, I probably, I can't tell you all the ways, but I know that he put an elevator in his house and I know that he provided underwriting for the work that Carver was doing. I understand from the documentary that I just watched about George Washington Carver's life and his ways um, that he was a man who was truly, truly unconcerned about money. He did not care about money at all. Uh, someone that knew him during the time or knew about his, the way that he dealt with money during the time when he was teaching at Tuskegee indicated that they would have to get on him to cash his checks. Like he wasn't even running down to the bank like, ooh, you know, it's burning a hole in my pocket. He he truly just lived for his passion, which was teaching and learning. And so once again, things that we don't know about George Washington Carver. So um, just indicating that, like I said, to give an example as to what it looks like when it's done right. When you decide that there is a Black creator, creative, um, someone who is working that whose work you recognize that you want to emphasize and amplify. And I'm talking to these brands. So we're getting back to y'all now. Um, I don't know who's listening, but if you have the means to play this for a brand that does not understand how this works in the concept of in of supporting black people black companies black businesses and so on and so forth beyond the month of february beyond the lip service it's the lip service that really really gets on my nerves but it's just it's apparent by the way that brands show up in february with their list their little list I don't give a shit about your list. I don't want to be on your list if you're not trying to engage me in a real way. But they show up in February with their lists and they engage black people, black brands, black companies, whatever, in the most apparently superficial ways. And they're literally here today and gone tomorrow. I am not just saying this from observation of what's happened with other people. I am discussing what has specifically happened to me. Um, and it's not that it's traumatizing in a significant way, but it is frustrating. It's very, very frustrating because what's happening is not promotion. I don't see you putting me on your list as promoting me as much as grasping for diversity clout. For the diversity clout chasing is another way to put it. Um, if we're not truly in alignment, I prefer that you keep my name out of your mouth. 
you know, like you don't have to put me on your list. I didn't ask to be there. In many instances, I look up um, on Instagram in particular. As you know, follow me at Black in the Garden on Instagram. That is where you can pretty much get day-to-day um, kind of closest to real time kind of updates on what's happening with Black in the Garden. And the other thing about Instagram is that that is a platform that is not just a place where people share the things or where creatives share the things, but that is a place where companies and brands do look for or find or get connected to creatives that they wish to partner with or that they, you know, they're they're just they're there because they have a thing to promote that they do in their own I guess professional way and when I say professional I simply mean that they're that they're marketing in house with their team of of people who do the marketing for them but when it comes to enlisting creators of any background uh, but we're talking about black people now remember that. <laughs> Remember what show you're listening to. When it comes to February and when it comes to uh, Black creators in February, what happens is brands will decide that, hey, we don't really have much engagement with um, Black creators. We don't really emphasize Black faces or, or Black things in the marketing or outreach or just the general things that we do. So that superficial thing comes up where I'll look up on Instagram and I'll notice, oh, here's a list. Oh, that's cute. Vivint. That was one of the brands that uh, listed me on something saying, hey, go listen to the Black in the Garden podcast. Great. Like I said, everybody loves a shout out. Everybody loves amplification. But if I send you a message to say, thanks for promoting me. Let's talk a little bit more about how you can uh, amplify me in a more sustainable and ongoing way beyond February. And the answer is not an answer, but simply leaving me on red. I don't like that. And that's real stank. And that is literally the definition definition of that superficial diversity clout chasing bullshit and I don't like it and none of us like it as I said unanimously across the board with my creative cohorts we are not fans of this type of attention um because it's not helpful uh the the shout out or whatever is performative as fuck at the at its best at its most it is performative and let's get a little bit deeper with it it's wildly counterproductive it is counterproductive and i'm going to tell you why because there's an opportunity to shift the inequality that exists which makes a month of observance the month of february black history month that month of observance is necessary but somehow they just stay missing. The brands, not all of them, those who do that, they know who they are. If they're listening to this, great. There's an opportunity that I will present to you after I get done ranting to, to try to remedy that as far as I'm concerned. And I want you to just listen to this 
in full and just hear me out because you need to understand that it's counterproductive when you miss an opportunity to shift the inequality. How do you shift the inequality? You do more than shout somebody out. You do more than put a black person, a black creative, a black business on a list. You purchase something from them. If you are a retailer, you have the opportunity to make a wholesale purchase from a black owned business. I myself, yes, this is a podcast, but I do have a product. I have a coloring book and it is available for wholesale. You see how that works? Anybody who shouted me out could have easily, I'm talking about Fortune 500 companies putting me on a list and then that's it. And that's the most engagement that I get. Bullshit, I'm calling it, okay? I wanna call people in, so I don't wanna list, I don't really, I'm not really trying to name names like that. The name that I did name, so what? I don't care because like you, (laughs) you could have kept my name out of your mouth and then I wouldn't be talking about your ass. But yeah, that's not cool. We don't like it. It goes against the spirit of the month that we wish to celebrate. And we don't like nobody interrupting our Kung Fu. If you're familiar with the Black Dynamite movie, then you understand what I mean when I say I don't like nobody interrupting my Kung Fu. I'm trying to enjoy myself over here. This is a month not just of observance. I was about to say observation. This is not just a month of observance, but this is a month of celebration black people don't really want to do much in february it's like i don't know how to explain it but it's kind of like we'd be wanting to have a low-key kind of vacation from white bullshit i'm i told you this is i'm I'm raw and uncut i'm just speaking from the heart and letting y'all know what it is is that we don't wish to be bothered We don't want to be in a position where we're like, why is you talking about me? And then when I'm like, hey, I am doing things. I have initiatives. I have financial needs that you could easily assist with if you truly cared about the advancement of my situation, my platform, company, brand, whatever it is, black brand, black company, you get what I'm saying? If you really cared about it, then you would pour some financial resources in it. You know, um, it's hypocritical because the brands that do this are, they're quick and happy to benefit economically from our culture whenever it suits their interests. But they get really weird about this clout shit in February. And it's just, it needs to stop. It truly needs to stop because it's so apparent. It's, it's, it's like I said, it's superficial and it's apparent because you literally, all I get, all anybody gets, all any black creative company business gets is a shout out and to be put on a list. And that's just one thing that, that literally takes nothing from you. Some people don't even get names and dates and, and, and details right, but they're so busy trying to put together a list because they waited until the last minute. They waited until, um, I don't want to say too much, but I will say that there was a brand that put me on a list or, or shouted me out towards the end of the month, and that feels lazy. <laughs> 
that just feels lazy plain and simple there's no other way to put that um but i i like i said if you waiting until february it's too damn late if you are doing it only in february or you waited until february what it tells me is that you didn't give enough of a shit to reach out or to hmm, be proactive that's the word you didn't give enough you didn't have enough concern and and it's it's that's what makes it apparent that it is superficial because there's not forethought there is not consideration there's not reaching out in december or even january or even at the end of january just any time before february to indicate hey we realize that there is a particular time of the year where um black businesses and black people and creatives and it's not just the history you know it's not just the history when you're supporting the black people who are doing the work and having the businesses and are doing things in real time right now that are living then you are empowering them with the resources and therefore the opportunities to make history like George Washington Carver and Henry Ford do you see do you see how it all comes together? I told y'all that story for a reason. So yeah, it, it's not cool. It is hypothetical. Hypothetical. I know words. I don't know. I know words. It's hypocritical to, once again, hypocritical. I took some notes. So I'm reading off my notes because I want to make sure that I get my points across. But it is hypocritical to benefit economically from our culture whenever it suits your interests in in last minute type of ways and not being um not giving it foresight and and just saying giving a shout out and knowing that you don't have any intention to promote or support that business beyond a shout out to promote or promote or support that creative beyond february you know some businesses, some brands, some whoever, white folks with wealth and, and affluence, they may even come up off some coins in February, but only in February. So that's not enough either because we want to get into the concept of sustainability of the matter, which is that just like Black History Month should be observed every day of the year, so should Black companies, businesses, creatives, brands, and so forth receive support from brands that have, let's just be real, historically been able to benefit from the Black clout, from the, the, the exploitation of our culture in the first place, especially in, in the marketing. And not just the culture, but if you want to go way, way back to enslavement times and discussing how um, white people who have wealth in, in these days, not all of them, of course, we understand that. But those who do have the privileges and the wealth and all of that as a result of the way that things are imbalanced in their favor, you know, there is certainly... If you want to be responsible, if you want to be, uh, if you are aware of, you know, just trying to 
restore the balance in the way that you can with what you have, then you should absolutely be considerate enough to know that just a shout out in February or just uh, a little opportunity in February, that ain't it. That's not it. So I want to close this out because I don't want to keep this going too long. It's been almost 30 minutes, but I just want to let it be known. Don't promote me if you don't wish to engage me. I don't give a shit about your list or whatever Instagram uh, cute little graphics that you got pulled up with my name on it, especially if you didn't even holler at me about it first. I'm not interested in being involved in that. If you're not interested in supporting me, I'm talking about me now. So that's, that's that. I hope that that was heard and understood by those who needed to hear and understand it. I hope that my fellow Black creative cohorts, businesses, brands, and so on and so forth can feel where I'm coming from and feel seen and know that if you felt that way, uh, if you felt any inkling of that way, that you are not alone and it's shitty and let it be known. Like, don't be afraid to reach out because for me, this was my, let's see, we had 2020, 2021, 2022 is my third February since I started the Black in the Garden platform. So by now, I just see things a lot more clearer because starting out, everything was exciting. Every piece of recognition was like, oh, snap, that's so dope. I love that. But now I'm looking at it like, well, why why are you talking about me now? But why are you specifically talking about me in February? I'm going to look at you with that much more scrutiny in that month because I'm trying to see if you just popping up for uh, diversity clout chasing versus real ongoing, true organic support. Uh, this work that we do is not easy. It, it's wearing a lot of hats, you know, as much as I can have help and support, there's still so many hats that I need to wear on my own. And there are still so many ways that, you know, these bills keep coming in <laughs> just as much as anybody else. And having access to financial resources that allow me, like George Washington Carver, that underwriting, you know what I'm saying, to have the peace of mind to know that I can pursue my passion, which is not just some cute little passion project that doesn't benefit anybody, but this is for the benefit of, of those who need to hear. And I'm talking about me now, once again, for those who need to feel seen and heard and valued in, for the black people who need to feel seen, heard and valued in the plant, agriculture and horticultural space. Uh, I just received a, wow, let me pull this up. I just received a message that has warmed my heart and that has really added so much fuel to my tank to keep going, indicating that they really appreciate my podcast. Uh, they said, thank you so much for your podcast. I came across it from a homework assignment in my intro to Black Folk Culture class at Clarion University. Hey, what's up? Um, and just loving the energy and being entertained, educated, and inspired 
by the Black in the Garden podcast, right? And in the studies. And I mean, I'm just like, wow, this is happening. I'm on somebody's syllabus. Uh, the Black in the Garden podcast is being recognized in academia. In academia? What are you talking about? Another comment that I received on the same day indicating, hey, I found this Black podcast, Black in the Garden, and I'm so happy. Most of the plant, this, here, this, this is the important part. Most of the plant slash horticulture conversations that take place don't include or discuss Black culture and horticulture all at the same time or plants that derive from Africa. So it's going to be nice listening and hearing from someone who I can relate more to. I don't really have to say this, but I'll say it since I'm talking. <laughs> but it is true. It is very true that this space of horticulture and agriculture and anything relating to plants is pretty white, even when it comes to, and I'll say this, the cannabis industry, that we all, most of us should be aware of the fact that it is something that everyone from all different ethnic backgrounds and walks of life are participating in the consumption of and the distribution of that plant. But when it got legalized, it's that's a white ass space and that's a problem. And for that reason, companies, because these people make a lot of, the cannabis industry uh, business people, the white folks in that industry, they make a lot of damn money. And those are the main ones who really need to be going out of their way and bending over backwards to assist and support and uplift black folks doing anything because there's just such a uh, obviously blatantly unfair advantage that they get to coast off of just from getting involved in, you know, the 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 cannabis frontier or whatever. We talk about weed, we talk about marijuana, we talk about Mary Jane, whatever word that you like to call her. But yeah, so the rant, this is just coming together as it is. I don't think that I've ever really specifically uh, sat with y'all and had this tone of a conversation with you but it is what it is i so uh as we're talking about supporters and uh people who are recognizing the value of the work that i do and uh putting their money where their mouth is and making a contribution i want to give a shout out to our sponsor for season five of the Black in the Garden podcast that you are listening to right now. Soil Cousins, really appreciate you. Really appreciate our sponsor, the Atlanta Botanical Garden, for being a proud sponsor and uh, partner of Black in the Garden. And if you are an ATLian Soil Cousin, then you can head on down to that institution the Atlanta Botanical Garden gift shop and you can get your hands on the Black in the Garden coloring experience if you want to go and have a whole experience and buy that locally. Um, and here's a fun fact, the gift shop is not inside. So you don't have to pay for admission to get into the gift shop. That's just a pro tip. If you just wanted to go and get the coloring book, uh, pull up and go get the coloring book, okay? Tell them call the sent you, as a matter of fact. I don't know if they know my name like that in the 
<laughs> whoever's working at the at the gift shop but you know just for funsies tell them i sent you and um i don't know who knows maybe you'll get a sticker i don't know let me stop playing but yeah shout out to atlanta botanical garden for being a sponsor of season five of this here podcast that you're listening to but hey support does not end there okay because there is always ways that support is needed and necessary you hear that that's that's just life <laughs> there's always a way that support is needed and necessary and there are ways that uh soil cousins our soil cousins can do so and we have a lot of ways actually i want you to just take note of the episode notes but i want to call out the ways and um just you know this is housekeeping essentially and let you know that the underground arborist is the nonprofit five nonprofit 501c3 leg of the black in the garden enterprise if you will and if you go to undergroundarborist.org then you can learn more about that initiative uh until i get to the next episode where we're going to talk about it in much greater detail but in the meanwhile there is plenty of information about it if you are paying attention on the socials and if you go to undergroundarborist.org then you can learn more about that initiative and how you can support me, myself, my family going to plant a tree in every state. Incredible. How could you not want to support that? It's historic even. So we have the Black in the Garden coloring experience that is available on blkinthegarden.com. You should go to blkinthegarden.com to read a little bit more about me. My bio is on there. We're making some really cool changes to indicate the ways that Black in the Garden has changed and, and what's the most pertinent and relevant about the podcast and the brand on the website. So definitely by the end of the month, we will have all those things um, updated in a way that reflects what is specifically happening right now. So check out our website that is linked in the episode notes and um one of the things that is going to be indicated on the website is the fact that there are opportunities that i'm looking forward to that i want you to help me connect with as far as speaking engagements and yeah that's specifically coming out to schools talking to groups organizations and, you know, cultural ways in, in whatever way is connecting Black people with plants. Uh, if you want to get some coloring books and have me get involved with a private kind of event type of situation where we can maybe do a little coloring along, we got options. We got all kind of options to do that kind of thing. And all of that is getting updated and indicated on the website. There's the Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash black in the garden, where you can go and that's a great way to support if you want to do so on an ongoing monthly consistent basis, because it allows you 
to set yourself up on one of the tiers so that you can support in that way and get access to exclusive content that is currently being developed, if I'm honest, um, wearing all the hats and doing all the things and creating content for a for that platform is definitely of priority, but it is taking a little bit more time, but it's still uh, worth contributing with your coins because those that that funding allows easier creation of the things that end up ultimately going on there and you know my bad once again for any background noises because this is raw and uncut and aka real life lifing so yeah we got coloring books we got underground arborists we got patreon y'all heard patreon.com forward slash black in the garden and um you know there's there's all the ways. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Anything else, any other ways that you want to um, get G with support, you can do so by checking out those episode notes and following on the socials. I be tweeting now, y'all. So you can find me on Twitter at Black in the Garden and uh always on instagram all of those things are in the episode notes just to make sure you're spelling it right listen i won't it's a long story but not all of them are spelled black in the garden like the the name but i am present on all of them and until i get some kind of verification you know that cute little blue check then you'll have to find me on using the handles that i indicate here even down to the TikTok, we will be getting the TikTok uh, happening at some point this month. And I just want you to remember and consider <laughs> running a podcast is one thing. Having a family is another thing. But then promoting on like six, seven, eight social media platforms and a Patreon as well. Um, if you think about it, there's a there's a nice nice little team that uh needs to receive compensation if i'm honest uh let's talk about real world stuff it requires a a team of paid people because you can only get but so many volunteers to volunteer to do so many things and i would rather pay people so all of those ways that you can contribute and link me up with some resources make it possible for me to have, you know, smooth and easygoing maintenance and upkeep of all of these things. All these things that I mentioned, there's a price tag involved in one way or another in order to have management and editing and y'all get it. I don't have to explain all this to you, but I try to do my best to be transparent about what the needs are and all the ways that you can support. And of course, sharing is always free. Sharing expands the territory. Sharing is not to be taken for granted because sharing and especially leaving those reviews on all the places. I should have let with this, but hey, you can always review on Spotify. I'm sorry, you can always review, review on Apple Podcasts. That's a thing. You can review on Apple Podcasts. But did you know that you can do star ratings on Spotify now? I don't see an option where you can do a written review, but you can 
If you're on Spotify right now, I want you to go to the podcast page and take note at the very top, somewhere by the name, where it's there's a star there. It says rate or something like that and tap on that and definitely be generous in leaving five stars because obviously if you listen to this this far in the episode, you like me well enough to give me five stars. I just, I'm assuming that. And so, yeah, you can do the ratings. That helps the algorithms to, you know, push the podcast out in the ways. Listen, we've been featured on Essence as one of the top podcasts of 2022 that they're listening to. We've been featured on the Apple Black History Month collection podcast list. And so, you know, the recognition is happening. The brand is strong, but the brand is still growing in strength. And part of that strength is increasing our Soil Cousin community. So we're able to do so when you do something like share the podcast, send a text, send emails, send a smoke signal, I don't care, to somebody, um, tell a friend, tell a coworker, hell, tell a stranger. If you're next, especially next time you're at like a botanical place, like a garden center or um, you're plant shopping or whatever, or you're at the, the where's, where's the botanical garden and you see somebody and maybe you're having a conversation, then let them know, you know, call somebody at the institution or institution or talk to somebody there that you may know or not know and ask them, hey, do y'all know? Black in the Garden podcast, this would be a great uh, outlet for you to reach out to and make a connection there. All of these things are helpful and they matter. There's so many ways I could go on, but I feel like I've said as much as I (laughs) care to say by now with this having been started out as a rant in the first place. But support is an option. Support is a must in order to really get the Black in the Garden everything to everywhere to everybody so I need to go get me a sip of water by now because this has been a long like just it just feels like a long ass run-on sentence but I said what I need to say I feel better now I hope that you feel great and that you have a great week until we uh meet again and by meet I mean my voice meets your ears hello so as I do on every episode I'm gonna wish you Love, light, and soil, and peace out.